You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Scott Casper, Tony Wink, and PJ Duran in studio. Our producers, as always, the incredible Jack and Leanne DeLeon, who last week had to take a little time off to take care of some family business in uh, in, in Minneapolis. Yep. Jack, did, uh, did did we get it all taken care of? I think you had a loss in your family. Yes, we did. I lo- we lost our brother-in-law. And uh, everything's oh, it, copacetic now? As well as it can be, yes. Okay. Because i got to go up there uh, this weekend uh, to bury my aunt. Right? That's what you were telling me earlier this I week. How is it even possible that one city has that many deaths in one weekend? I don't know. That's crazy. Anyway, well, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Big program on tap. Tony, who are some of the guests? I know we have a surprise guest uh, that we're going to be inserting in uh, in the first hour. But who are some of those that we can expect on the program uh, on, on on this day? Can we turn up Tony's mic, please? Yeah, go, go ahead. Hey, hey, hey yeah. Jack. Uh, Thanks, nice. buddy. We're going to talk to my friend Justin Brayton, who is uh, headed to my track, actually, in a couple weeks. So we're going to get him on and talk about that. He's going to bring the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw, what? and a few other guys there. It's going to be pretty fun, the Justin Brayton shootout. So we're doing that. Jared Meese, Flat Track Racer, is going to be what's on. What's the date on that? Uh, May 18th and 19th. I was going to say May 20th, but 18th, 19th. Okay. Yep. And then uh, Carlin Gardner, who... Uh, Finished second at the two stroke, the Wiseco two stroke race out in uh, Glen Helen. So we'll have Carlin on, and then um, Ben Kelly is going to be on, who's won every single GNCC this year in, in the XC2 class. He's got four wins. Super That's quick. impressive. Yeah, that is pretty impressive, actually. And, and he's doing pretty well in the overall, too. So Ben Kelly's going to be on. We're going to have Austin Forkner on to talk about his knee injury. What a drag. I know. For right. him and the whole team what a bummer and for fans and then uh but on a high note we got zach osborne on i'm very excited you know i'm a big zach fan you are and uh he's he's on he's finished on the podium show yeah let's bring him on jack (laughs) let's go to zach osborne on line one zach how are you yeah doing good man how about you good tony's a huge fan of yours anytime you're on the show did you have you ever noticed that i do i like it i like it but when you're not on the show I kind of bag on you when you're. It's hey, like you do, you do. Totally. No, not really. Hey, congratulations <laughs> on the on uh, finishing where we thought you should be all year. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously it, it didn't start off ideally with an injury and whatnot, but um, finally, uh, after some some serious work and some testing over the off week, it's uh, it came together for me on the weekend. 
you know, we talk about that, and, and the commentators talk about it, and we talk about it in the pits and whatever, but, you know, coming back from an injury is tough, and especially midseason because everybody's in the thick of it. Everybody's come up to speed. Everybody elevates themselves all year long to uh, to, to to be competitive. Um, we're now at the tail end of the season. Are you are you pleased that you're you're back competing to uh, you know the podium positions where we think you should be? Or you, and I know you yeah, know you sure. should be there, right? Yeah, I mean, of course, I know I should be there. And um, like you said, it's it's one of the toughest things to do is uh, come in when those guys have already been uh, racing for some weeks and and uh, evolving their setting and evolving their racecraft and everything. It's one of the toughest things to do. So. Um, it's just been a long road to get back to where I feel like I should have been uh, when the season started. But, um, yeah, I'm grateful that it that it's finally come together. Talking with Zach Osborne in this uh, portion of our Evergreen podcast uh, presentation of Pit Pass Moto. Uh, Zach, if I can ask you this, um, psychologically coming back, is that harder than physically coming back from an injury? Um. It is yes and no. I mean, it, it all kind of depends on the situation and um, circumstance. I mean, it can be for sure. Um, with with my collarbone, it was pretty straightforward um, as far as the injury went. I needed a new plate and and uh, some rehab and stuff. But um, definitely in, in a different situation, the mental side of things can be. Uh, it's not something I've ever really struggled with. I've always been uh, you know pretty pretty good at, at coming back and not being sort of scared if you will or or whatever but um definitely i can i can understand uh where you're coming from on that and i i guess it mostly just depends on the situation zach how do you rate your uh, health i mean do you feel 100 percent? you certainly looked it out there but uh, you're pretty incredible talent so maybe there's a little more healing how are you feeling uh yeah i mean i feel 100 percent now finally it's been a like i said a long road back to health and whatnot but uh I definitely feel like I'm I'm in the right spot now. So you're looking forward to your uh, off road season. Have you is everything all set up? You're you're ready to rumble for outdoors. Uh, yeah, I think outdoors is going to be really good. We had a three day long test um, in Florida uh, right after Denver, and and that was really productive. And then obviously after Vegas, we have two more weeks, about four or five, maybe six riding days to kind of fine-tune and uh, refine things, and I think it's going to be a, a really positive start for us. What about your uh, your team? I mean, are they ready to uh, are, are they ready to, to make the transition to the outdoors? I know it's it can be pretty hairy for teams. Um, I mean, I, being on a factory team is just not really something that we sort of have to worry about. I guess you say we're very fortunate to have all the resources and, and things that we need and um, something that they've you know, been working on after maybe three or four weeks of supercross racing is, you know, starting the outdoor season. So it's um, been a, a long road for them, too, to kind of get us here to the end of the season and um, find some good settings, you know, with prior testing than, than what we have going on right now. So um, I think everybody's in a good position and, and ready to go racing. Zach Osborne, our guest on uh, Pit Pass this particular week, part of the Evergreen Podcast system. Let's go to uh, Tony Wink. Tony, this is a big deal. I mean, when you come back from an injury and still have a great finish like like uh, Zach did, for example, in Rutherford, New Jersey, I mean, that's his first 450 Supercross win. Yeah, and I, and I, it's a statement win, right? 
well, it's, he finished second, but it's a big deal to to see him come back and and you know, Zach, the the uh, the track I thought was was interesting. I, we didn't go, but uh, watching it on TV, it looked like the shadows had to play a, an effect on on uh, everybody. I thought the track was kind of unique the way um, you know that that uh, yeah. where he jumped over the start. You know, that was uh, to me. I, I thought it was really cool, uh, but the the shadows didn't look like they were very much fun. Um, the shadows were only sort of a factor in the heat race. In the main, it didn't really, uh, I didn't really notice at all, uh, at all. But um, the the layout was good. I liked how it went back across the start. Um, I liked the the start straight down the center. I think that that's that's always a, a good layout. Um, we've had a couple this year where the start was kind of down the center on one end, which um, or or across the stadium on one end, which I felt like kind of took away some of the some of the longer rhythm lanes and um, kind of made the track too basic. So uh, this one I liked and I thought was uh, really good. Yeah, I did too. I, I thought it was good. And, and uh, you know, going into Vegas this weekend, um, they've done a really good job with their dirt. You know, it's it's always been concrete in the past. I mean, it like concrete, like dirt, slick, dusty. Um, I'm not a real big fan of – Vegas just because it's so high speed coming from the back it scares me a little bit and watching you guys race is that ever a concern for you guys do you guys I know you've all you've said before I've asked you you don't change your setup really for Vegas even for the high speed stuff but does that stuff concern you guys at all because you're hauling ass I mean it's just it's really big and the the jumps are crazy yeah sometimes they're crazy but the other thing about Vegas is the roost the roost is freaking insane i mean it will beat you up worse than any the the only outdoor that's even close to it is washougal um but the rest i mean it's by far the worst roost in the world is that just is it really rocky out there is that what's going on it's not rocky at all actually it's just like um the perfect size um dirt clod to be going really fast i mean obviously you're pinning it in and out of the stadium and um going fast and the dirt clods are just the perfect size and they're super hard obviously and man they hurt like crap do you wear extra extra chest protector or yeah, something he's got the uh crap protector on extra padding no extra padding <laughs> for zach jersey what a thicker jersey a jersey you know you, like in a roost guard or something zach how, how many times did you uh race ride etc at uh, the loretta lynn's um, I raced Loretta's from 2000, 1998 to 2005, so eight years in a row, I guess. All right. And and, and the, um, what do we call them, Tony, the, the Ten Commandments? Oh, uh, sure, yeah. Okay, the Ten Commandments, at they kind of hold a special place for most racers, no matter the age. Tony has recreated the Ten Commandments. Uh, it's actually nine and a half commandments at Tony's place. Yeah, I mean the halfway was we ran out of dirt, but, <laughs> but we did. We we duplicate. I was down at Loretta's riding this. They have a the spring ride. I don't know if you ever heard of that, Zach. But they they have a ride in the spring. They have the ride in the fall, and it's a lot of the GNCC trail, but um, and a lot of single track too. But we went down there and we we took a measuring wheel, measured and everything, everything, and I I came home. I own I have a racetrack. Um, and I, I duplicated the Ten Commandments. It's pretty close, 
And uh, well, Tony's wealthy, so I think we need to put that right out there. Uh, because he can afford to measure everything and do it the right way. It takes a lot of money to, to run a tape measure, Scott. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a big deal. I've never seen. I'm it not done. even sure why you're bringing this up, but well, uh, the reason while we're talking it up about is it, because how, I want to ask Zach how special are the Ten Commandments? Because when you first said, "Hey, uh, I'm going to do this," the the the, the hue and, and cry right from uh, the balance of, of the motorcycling industry. And they, they showed up. I mean, they showed up in big numbers to, to you know, to race what they see as a replica of the Loretta Lens. And I think that's pretty special. Zach, do you see it the same way? Yeah, I mean, I've seen a, a lot of uh, Ten Commandments replicas. I've had them at my track, you know, as a kid and stuff. And um, it's definitely something that people were always sort of uh, fearing or, or gunning for at Loretta's was like, you know, when I was there, it was like, um, if you could triple out, it was a big deal. So you double, 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 and then triple out or, or single, double, double, triple out. I don't remember what it was, but, um, yeah, it was always something that people, um, feared, like I said. This week I decided, and I have no idea why we're talking about this, but, um, it's, it's me. It's, it's just completely just, unrelated, but we're having a conversation. Uh-huh. That's all. Um, so I rode my CR500 for the first time on Sunday. I don't know why and you I bring nearly, that up. And That's I nearly died in the Ten Commandments. I was praying <laughs> through the Ten Commandments because it's it's a totally ridiculous motorcycle. So, um, Zach, we we appreciate you. I know you got a you've got a uh, eight fifteen Eastern time. Something I got a text from Ed that you had a roll. We've got uh, Austin Forkner on the. Well, let's keep him. Let's keep him for another ten fifteen twenty. Yeah, he's got an appointment or something, so we're going to cut him. Having? We're going to let him roll. But we appreciate your time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for having me, guys. Sorry about that. It was a mix-up on my part. It's all good, man. It's what perfect. Is it, like good dental luck surgery? in Vegas. You're doing dental surgery? Or what, what are you doing, Zach? No, another radio show. <laughs> probably not one as good as ours, but that's fine. I or mean, maybe uh, more focused. A, more of a podcast. Zach, thanks a lot, man. <laughs> thanks, Zach. Awesome. Hey, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. There we go. Hey, let's go to our very next guest, if we can. Austin Fortner recently uh, made the news. <laughs> Uh, part of the uh, Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki uh, squad. Um, and he released a rather full and extensive uh, report about his knee injury he sustained in a crash in qualifying in Nashville. He joins us now. Austin, how are you? Uh, could be better, but not not too bad, I guess. Dude, I never, I never want to see any of our friends get hurt, okay? And if you're in our business, uh, in our sport, um, you're automatically part of our friendship uh, force. And by the way, I expect a card at Christmas. But um, this was a rather revealing uh, for the balance out there. Can you talk to us about taking that stance and releasing the full extent of your knee injury? Well, honestly, I, I hadn't really said much about it because I kind of just wanted to keep it quiet uh, up until um, New York. And then even Vegas, depending on how New York went, I, like if I could race Vegas, I still probably wasn't going to say much. But even after, I knew uh, that I was going to have, I was going to be out for outdoors because um, I had to get it fixed. Uh, but I just figured I would just let everybody know kind of what the deal was uh, instead of. And I didn't really feel like typing all that out, so I just figured like, hey, I'll just make a, I'll just make a video. So you and Donald yeah. Trump on everybody and uh, and released everything all at once in one tweet. It wasn't a quarter tear it wasn't a half tear it was a full torn acl yeah 
there's fully torn ACL, um, torn, uh, torn meniscus. I think I tore my meniscus in multiple places now because wow. it's what was feeling, what was, what, what I was feeling with a torn meniscus in one spot now is on multiple other spots, uh, that I'm also feeling it and feeling just cracking and, and popping and stuff. So yeah. it, whatever, but it was <laughs> a torn ACL, fully torn, right? slightly torn MCL and just kind of beat, beat up the MCL and then tore my meniscus and chipped some cartilage off my femur, um, which was kind of hanging up on the meniscus sometimes. But now, uh, I, I mean, I couldn't really have made it much worse than it was. That's why they were like, the doctors were like, yeah, we're not going to tell you you can't ride because you're not going to make it. I mean, you can obviously make it worse, but like, we're going to go in and fix it all up anyway. So. Well, you know, PJ Duran here in the studio has two full torn uh, meniscus and uh, ACLs, and he shows up every week for the show. Sure, we have to help. I don't. Him out I don't time. let it daunt me. No, you don't. That's There's what no I was, daunting. There's that's no what daunting. I was going to ask Austin. It sounds like you've already answered the question. I had to, clearly, you would have been taking medical advice, and they said, "Yeah, you've already done the damage." So, uh, kudos to you, first of all, for dealing with what I'm sure was a painful situation, lining up and attempting to. Uh, you know, salvage points and do what one c- could. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't go your way. Um, you were you were blazingly fast given the extent of your injury up to the point that you had to retire. So, again, kudos to you for lining up. Well, the the heat race was pretty much an, an embarrassment. Uh, so I was like, but that was, I popped my knee, like tried to dislocate or tried to pop out or, just whatever the ACL does, just lets those that stuff grind together in there. Kind of, it did that twice in practice. But no, there, there's a uh, there's like a, a almost a spongy uh, material between the bones, right? And yeah, and, I and, think that's yeah. Well, I don't know what they call it, but because uh, I'm not a doctor and I play one on radio, which is weird. But that that material was that at all damaged? I I don't really know. They just because you were asleep. Okay. Up, basically, uh, and we're not. You, we know you're going to try to ride anyway. So yeah. just know that you're not going to do anything worse than that. So, but the heat race was the was as hard as I could ride with keeping it in control with keep with keeping it from popping out because in practice it popped out twice when I was Ooh, man. trying to like push. Dude, painful. Hey, so the the. Uh the the question that we were all waiting to to have answered, Vegas showdown East West AC versus Forkner, we're not going to see it obviously, but you can go ahead and tell us Who what would have happened. <laughs> I mean, I can't really, you know. Uh, Come on, I have it on paper, dude. It's okay. Go ahead and say it. I mean, if I was in the, you know, if I hadn't have, are you saying if I hadn't have gotten hurt? Yes. If, Yes. Oh well. Well, in that case, then I wouldn't have even been worried. In that case, I probably would have had the championship wrapped up at New York. Yeah, you'd have had it wrapped up. Well, we know that it had been wrapped up at least by New York. But I'm talking about you and your teammate, mano y mano, just you two out there, the two buddies, the, and then the rest of the field back there riding for third. What would have happened? Well, I think that with all the pressure off, yeah, I could definitely like it, like not worrying about a championship. I could definitely give him a run for his money. Well, then I'm gonna time. go. I'm gonna go ahead and put money on you right now with Vegas. We're gonna go live online, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and put money on you because doesn't even need any. Doesn't need. Doesn't need no you need. don't even need to be there. 
Well, um, we're Austin Fortner fans, obviously. So I'm, I'm just going to have to say, if you guys put money on me for Vegas, you're probably going to lose that money. Probably going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> and but interesting loss. Interestingly enough, Austin, you can. <laughs> You know, maintaining third point or third place in the season points is totally possible. Um, I would, uh, you know, well, the I argument could so, be made. Right? You've got fourth place locked up. So, gosh, I mean, not, not a lot of racers get to say uh, they had a spectacular racing season that results in a top three finish. Not a lot of bonus points, bonus money in for fourth place either, I would imagine. Uh, third's going to be a big bigger much bigger deal right yeah, i would imagine you're still expecting some bonus money wouldn't you austin are you still expecting some bonus money for what for, for the season i mean for races i mean we'll write you out a check for 100 bucks right now so, uh, i mean I, i'm not gonna say no to 100 bucks but so. <laughs> tony you got your checkbook <laughs> <laughs> No, Tony won't let me have the checkbook anymore, so that's okay. It's part of the evergreen policy that we're not allowed to write checks anymore. But uh, Austin Fortner, our guest, uh, you may have heard uh, either through Instagram or Twitter or Facebook that uh, the Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki uh, racer and superstar, by the way, um, had a knee injury that he sustained in a crash in qualifying in Nashville. And uh, I called Austin and said, hey, you know, you know, let's do the show. Let's let's have a 15, 20 minute. Um, uh, I think he said five or ten. I actually probably. Which he's been on for five or ten. <clears throat> Has he? Has he? He's clearly it's been over. seven. I've been wow. watching. Uh, yeah. We are definitely going to have to write him up. Awesome. That we, I I heard who's going to somebody's going to ride your bike for while you're out, but I can't remember who it was. Who is it? Has it been announced? Nah. It hasn't been announced. <laughs> so who is nah. it? He's not. You're not stoked on it, Austin. Come on. No, it, nobody's riding my bike. No, it's there's okay. Ten four. Keep your hands off well, my bike. Well, yeah, I know. I know. The, I know who you're thinking of that you've heard. Uh, but nah, that's I because I I talked to the guys today and that's that's a no. So a no what go. you're saying is not going to happen. The rumors are. Oh yeah, I know who it is now. He's from here. The huh? That's not happening, huh? Nope. That's what I heard today because I I heard heard that too and. I had heard even talk from like the my mechanic that that he would, that that was going to be the case, but not. What's he going to um, do then for outdoors? Uh, who? Cameron McAdoo. Oh, uh, I, I have no idea. Is that not the guy you you were heard of? Yeah, that's that's who it was. Yeah, okay. But, uh, I heard yeah, it was but, a done deal. Maybe Cameron would come back to the track. He was at my track last year for the Justin Brayton shootout. He was. I remember interviewing him. He was very very good. He and his mom. Yeah. What about you, Forkner? You want to come back to the Winterset track? Remember that place? Come on, dude. Winterset, uh, Iowa. Winterset, Iowa. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I raced there quite a bit when I was younger. I you did. You raced there. We got your hotel room. I didn't. I didn't own it then, but but I I started originally, sold it, and you raced there when the other guy owned it, and then I just bought it back a few years ago, and it's completely different. And uh, Justin Brayton has a race there. It's called the uh, May, Justin Brayton Shootout. Mm-hmm, May 18th and 19th, and. Remember a guy named Brad, Damon Bradshaw? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Bradshaw will be there spinning some He's laps. He's quick. He's quick. And McAdoo came last year, and Brayton. Denny Stevenson, I understand, is coming this year. Denny Stevenson comes. How about that? Uh, who else? Chad Pedersen, a bunch of old crawdads from Hang Iowa. Hang on. Why do you do that? It's, I mean, you, you diminish them. What's it take to get the Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki rider there? Even if you're uh, just, you're, you're like the official. 
what did you say, Austin? When is it? May 18th and 19th. Less than a month uh, away. Less than a month. Um, probably a helicopter and a plane ride. Not a, not a problem. We got it. What about just a plane ride? Um, well, probably one that I probably like a one that I can lay down in the seat because my <laughs> knee is probably not going to be moving in twenty days. But what happens if we probably have not. some? Uh, what happens if we have some prescribed medication for you uh, from one of my doctors? Okay, <laughs> he's around the corner. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, we're we're bummed for you, but we know you're going to be back. We know you're going to, you know, it's it's a it's a drag, but uh, it was it was a lot of fun watching you race this year. And and man, we're no so doubt. we are so proud of you. We really are. So we don't, love you, uh, yeah, don't uh, yeah. keep your chin up. And, and I know you got a long road to hope to get uh, through this knee injury because they're tough, but we know you'll do it. And uh, Jack, did you hang up on him, or how did that work? Okay, so we've uh, lost contact with Austin Forkner. Can we get some music to take us to break? Do you mind? Oh, nice job out of you. That was quick. Uh, Tony, uh, I brought up the, the the new section, as it were, at Riverside Raceway because it's very unique in that it's the only it's the second place in the country where you can race the Ten Commandments. I mean, in other words, you you can experience it. If you want to practice going through the Loretta Lynn's, uh, one of the only places in the country where you can do really well uh, and experience it firsthand, I would suggest is Winterset, Iowa. How best can they find your schedule when you guys are doing practice, that type of thing? RiversideRaceway.net. Not on the interweb. And we got a Facebook page, Instagram, all that <laughs> fancy stuff, too. <laughs> Intraweb. All right, stay tuned. We'll be back more from the Evergreen uh, Productions uh, podcast and this edition of Pit Pass will be up and you can check it out thanks to our good friend, Leanne DeLeon. I think she's French. I'm not sure. But uh, thanks to Jack and Leanne DeLeon, Scott Casper, Tony Wank, and PJ Duran. We'll be back after this short timeout. Stay tuned. This is Mickey Diamond with Nuclear Cowboys and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes the newest addition is the v-line do-all vrm 340 a heavy-duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v rubber and the tacky tires the choice of sherco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v rubber Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today. 
America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Passionate about riding motorcycles off-road and on? Well, visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa, and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple-derived electric start TW200 to the nimble, lightweight XT250 to the racing-derived performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hickland Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hickland Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the De Leon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The De Leons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the De Leons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack De Leon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. My name is Corey West. I'm an AMA Daytona Sport Bike Racer. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Partly cloudy skies, a little bit of rain here in the Midwest. I don't know what the weather's like where you are, but you know what? It is springtime, and uh, you can expect this type of weather until we get into, what, June, mid-June? Tony, does it, it affect you and uh, the development of your track, the building of your tracks and different things? Yeah, of course. We we had a dry day on Sunday. I actually rode my CR500. It was super fun. But uh, I should have been in the, in the machine, and in in, I've got some sand to haul up on a couple sections of the track. We've got a, a race this weekend, uh, opening round of our, our series at my track for the motocross series. And, you know, it's it's uh, it's just raining. It's just raining. There's nothing I can do. I had a meeting with Red Bull today. They came out, and we slopped around in the mud, and it's just not a lot you can do, you know, other than those kinds of things until we have a race this weekend, though. So, I've, you know, I suppose Friday night we'll, we'll be doing the work, and we've got practice on Saturday. Why is it so typical of everybody in motorcycling? It seems like we have – all the time in the world, and then all of a sudden we're racing to get it prepped for the very beginning of the day. Well, it because you can't like prep that? the track. You can't. I mean, it's a process. You can't. If you prep it too early, it's it's too dry. You prep it. You prep it uh, too early. It you know it, you open up the dirt and it brings in a bunch of you know it, le- it allows the the track to be muddy. There's just nothing you can really do. I mean, it's it's believe me, we got track prep down. We've we've been there and done that. And By the way, the track looks ex- exceptional. Thank you. It's, it's come a long ways. I'm pretty why, proud of why it. Why are you uh, eliminating the opportunity for the fans to take pictures? Though? What's up with that? I mean, it seems like that would be something you want them to do. Everybody's welcome to come bring their cameras. Mm-hmm. Everybody's a professional photographer with their phones, <laughs> and we actually have like four prof- really good photographers that come. I don't, I don't tell anybody they can't. <laughs> PJ Duran uh, uh, joining us as well in the studio. It's always uh, a qualified individual. He's brought to us by our good friends at Hicklin Power Sports. Hicklin with a great selection of motorcycle uh, bikes. Not, I mean, we're not just talking Yamaha and KTM. What are the other uh, lines you carry? We also have uh, Beta, of course, under our roof. Uh, K&M's entire line as well, uh, which includes Spiders and their new Riker model. 
and we're a Polaris dealer How as well. How hot is that Riker model, by the way? We've been selling a lot of them. It's a great price point. It brings people uh, who were looking at the three-wheeled motorcycle world, a lot more of them to the place. Jack is still looking at the uh, three-wheeled motorcycle world, right, Jack? I mean, I'm still looking at the spider, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, and we'll keep you posted. By the way, if that price point drops four thousand bucks, okay. By the way, in-house financing in Hicklin Power Sports, right? Absolutely, we've got a finance manager, and you can uh, apply for. Uh, you can get your uh, loan app done on the website before you even come in, and somebody will call you. Well, shout out to our buddy uh, Bart Hicklin. Find him online, hicklinpowersports.com. They used to be in just a very small section of this. Uh, uh, what do you call it, a mall? A, a, Storefront a complex, and we have taken over quite the, the lion's share of it, essentially, <laughs> yes. All right, welcome back to Pit Pass. Scott Casper, P.J. Duran, and, of course, our old buddy Tony Tony uh, Wink. Tony, uh, you want to do the intro on our next guest, please? Yeah, it's it's uh, Ben Kelly. He's, he's absolutely crushing it in the XC2 class, GNCC Grand National Cross Country, and uh, he's won four out of four. And he's finishing. So, so the the there's the front row is the XC one, and then a minute later the XC two takes off. So he's racing. He takes off in the second row, and he's finishing. Uh, I think he's fifth overall in the in the uh, in the overall standings after the first four rounds. It's really impressive for an XC two guy, and obviously four wins. It shows that Ben Kelly is Benjamin Kelly is the man in the XC two, and we bring him on now. Ben, what's going on? How are you? Congrats on the on the great start to the season. Yeah, I'm uh, doing good. Actually, just driving home from from riding today, and uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a really good start to the season, and just gonna try to keep that momentum rolling. Sure. And and what do you ride today? I mean, you, are you riding woods? Are you you are you doing motocross? What are you doing? Uh, I do it all. You know, that's the best thing about off road. I think you you can ride everything, and it helps. And uh, I was actually out uh, riding in a sandpit tonight. So. Oh, that's fun. By the way, Austin yep. Fortner just texted me. His phone died uh, at the very end of his, uh, you know, unexpected interview. So we're going to give him a little credit where credit's due. In and out of the hospital, I got to believe you're going to run some uh, some battery time. Down. I assumed he just hung up on you. No, it was actually hanging up on you, Tony. So thank you very much. Ben, uh, <laughs> talk about the season so far. Obviously, you're riding on a high with four wins out of four four tries, um, but. Uh, talk about the you know the races and and uh you know starting in the that swamp that we raced in i was down in florida and raced it I, every year i go i don't know why i came here because that's i'm not ben kelly i don't need to race that crap but uh there's a few, there's a couple mean? thousand of us that seem to think we want to do that every year and we end up down there <laughs> um but what's it been like for you you know week in and week out yeah it's been been a good year um after last year you know, I had definitely more pressure coming to this year, being a defending champ and all. But, uh, yeah, I just focused on myself and doing the best I can at the races. And, yeah, like you said, uh, Florida's actually, you know, I really like that track, but I say it's fun for one lap. And then, you know, after the second lap, you're just beat. Even I was down there, you know, at Caleb Russell's for, for three months leading up to that race. And still, you know, halfway through, I'm just smoke just takes it out of you. But, uh, yeah, overall, um, just stoked with the way the season's been going and uh yeah it's been it's good starting on the, the xc2 line i mean i still i'm happy that i uh didn't didn't move up last year and gonna try to defend the championship this year and uh yeah i just just try to do my best and uh you know get up in the overall as, as best i can and uh 
yeah, I definitely want to try to uh, try to get an overall here uh, this year and be the first guy to do it for Mexi too. And that would be impressive, first of all. And way to set your your sights high on the overall. That it's impressive watching what you're doing right now with the with the handicap on the start that you're taking. So answer, answer me this question, Mr. Uh, professional, incredibly fast racer. Something I don't know about GNCC in the in the XC1 class, of course, riders get to pick from a variety of bikes. They can run pretty much anything they want. Are there options in the two, XC2 250 class, or are you obligated to run a four-stroke, uh, which is clearly the, what everyone's running? No. Um, for XC2, it's just... Uh 250 cc's and lower so i could ride like a 250 two stroke if i wanted or uh you know even a 125 anything like that but uh yeah i just opt for the uh the 250 f the four stroke i think it's i think it's the best uh bike for for gncc's by far you know they're just uh, a little easier to ride so for three hours you know it makes it makes it better to uh to charge and uh yeah just uh just get through the race there's two strokes in the t- in the xc2 class and uh, and not being a GNCC pro like yourself, Tony, I was unaware of that. Well, yeah, I wouldn't a, put myself as a pro, but you've, uh, run, you've run some, so you probably know the rules. Ben, that that uh, that number one plate looks pretty good on your bike. I I uh, watching the afternoon race. I raced in the morning, and, and watching the afternoon race, you know, it being the first round, I was trying to figure out who you were when you were coming through the pack, and then I'm like, oh, okay, of course, that makes sense. Um, but it looked it looks good. Is it heavy? Is it heavy uh, carrying that number one plate? I wouldn't say it's heavy, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely stoked to be running it. Uh, finally used to it at first. I wasn't, you know, uh, looking at the bike. I'm like, man, I don't, you know, I didn't really recognize it because it didn't have the 530 on the front. But uh, but no, I'm used to the to the number one now. And I guess uh, once you have it, you don't want to get rid of it. So what's the deal with GNCC when they when they post results? They post you as number 530 still. And I don't get yeah, that. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, Caleb Russell is number one. Oh, yeah, of course. So, you know, they can only have one one number one out there. So he's he's the real number one. Is that what he keeps telling you? Like, why, why would you do I that? I tell myself. Until <laughs> <laughs> you knock him off. And, I'm, I'm uh, sorry. That's, that's, a, that's a competitor right there. He wants to knock him off. Exactly. So in the if you look at the results, you've got uh, – I don't think anybody's finished. You finished first all four rounds. I don't think anybody's finished second more than once out of the four rounds, which puts you at a tremendous advantage. You've got like like some 45 points or 35 points or something like that um, over your competition. Is it something like that, 35, 45 points or something? Um, you've got a pretty big lead after four rounds. At any point, do you do you feel like you go in protect mode and you just ride as fast as you need to, or maybe you're already doing that? I don't know. Uh no, not really. I don't think I'll go into protection mode. I, yeah, like you said, the uh, the guys, um, you know, two through fifth have been swapping positions the first four rounds, and uh, yeah, it definitely gave me a, a healthy lead. But um, still, just going to go out there and, and try to win every race and. Uh, you know, not even really think about the championship. Just, just take each race and try to win win every one. Because uh, if you're winning races, the championship will come. So I just look at it that way. And you got a race this weekend in Indiana, right? And uh, yeah, that's kind of a kind of a long jaunt for everybody. Um, that's based out east, like you guys are. Um, is is there? Uh, 
You guys fly to that, or what do you do? Uh, no, I'm just going to drive to it. It's definitely a haul for me. One of the one of the longest ones. It's 15 hours, so it's going to be a long day of driving Friday and and then Monday. Who do you? Uh, how do you travel to the races? Being a trail jester, KTM rider. I mean, do you guys? You take your own your own rig and and then uh, hook up with your guys once you get there. Or how does it work? Uh, no, luckily for me, uh, my bike is um, taken care of by just like the factory KTM team. So mm-hmm. they have my bike and everything, and uh, my mechanic flies in with with all theirs and and builds it and preps it and tears it down for the weekend. So I just drive in, uh, you know, with my gear and then uh, like my my e-bike and that's pretty much it so if i wanted to i could fly to the race but it's always nice to just you know, have all your own stuff are you doing those e-bike races nah I, i'd like to um it would definitely be fun but uh the night before the race i think it uh would take a little too much out of me so they do them on saturday nights is that right yeah i kind of think they should do them on fridays and then that's they did friday last year but it's just you know, hard because then there are a lot less people there, spectators and sure. people that can participate. So maybe, maybe once this year, I'll get out there. I'd like to. I've heard uh, I have one, and I'm. I don't. It's not for me. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I ride the thing. I did a spin class at five thirty this morning, so I, that that totally sucks. But uh, the e bike thing, I don't know. It's it's. Uh, You're a racer, Tony, and I got to think anybody who's a racer, well, you know. Once you're once you're racing, it changes the deal, right? Dude, I got beat today in spin class, and I by some guy named Kevy that drove an electric car to the. Uh, I was pissed when I. Are we talking about Teddy Mayer? No, Kevy. His name was Kevy. 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 Who has a name like Kevy? And the drives guy, an electric. Guy who beat Tony this uh, morning. He drove a pr- <laughs> an electric, pr- the Nissan version of a Prius. Uh, the Leaf. It's called the Leaf. Oh, I was so mad. Seriously, it's called a Leaf. Yeah. You got one of those cars, Ben, in your collection? No, definitely not. Have good, you? Uh, good for you. Uh, what do you, what do you think of the electric dirt bike? Uh, right. Hey, wait, wait. You say you have a diesel? Until I'm done riding. Hang on. Are you the guy that likes to roll coal on the on the bicyclist, bicyclist guys that are on the shoulder? No, nah, I'm not about that. <laughs> ben? Ben. Are are I ride the bicycle, too, so, you know, I, I want everyone to, uh, you know, respect them. Mm-hmm. Well, in that it's, case, it's the been, right uh, way to be. Yeah, the you know, interview's it's over. A, it's and, a world. Uh, it's a world we have time. to share with one another. Those <laughs> are there a bunch of uh, are there a bunch of GNCC competitors that are involved in the e bike race? I mean, are are racers crossing over? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the majority of them are uh, crossing over, and uh, a few guys uh, just raced that series, which is cool. So hopefully, it'll keep growing. But. Uh, yeah, been surprised at how uh, how good the turnout's actually been. Do you think it's a? I mean, this is what we talked about a couple years ago when the e-bikes were coming in. Now they've completely taken away what used to be the argument. It was an unfair advantage for guys who had them pre-run in the course. Um, I mean, there's not a, an advantage that you're not getting by not doing the race. You don't feel, Ben? Nah, because the race is you know on a different course, and nowadays all the top guys have e-bikes so it's definitely you know you just it's the the way that progress you have to have one to, to look at the course and just make it easier on yourself but uh but yeah i don't know there are diehard mountain bikers who who hate the e-bikes and then 
um, other guys do. Well, I think that's, isn't isn't it today. just a, a, a matter of time when everybody will go? Oh, I love the Ubikes. I guess so. I mean, I think they're cool. Uh, I still, you know, love my regular mountain bike and do that more. I mainly just ride the e-bike at the GNCCs, but uh, it's fun. You can cover way more, way more trail. And uh, Tony, you've got an e-bike, right? Yeah, I. What is it? A KTM e-bike? I do. Yeah, I actually have the KTM e-bike, and we actually rode it here in the studio. Um, you can go the entire um, length and width of the building in a big circle, if you will, a square. Bounce off the walls. But, oh, my God, it's so much fun because it's so quiet, and you don't have to do a whole lot of work. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, sponsors, who do you want to thank, bud? Because I know you've got some people you want to thank. Yeah, got to thank the whole uh, Trail Jesters KTM racing team for uh, – for their support uh last year and, and this year it's been good and uh yeah uh, a few of my other personal sponsors like uh scott goggles and pro designs and uh yeah just, just everyone who supports me and uh cheers me on at the races good job out of you bud appreciate you jumping on ben and uh continued success for you in the gncc series and uh, we're watching dude i mean we are keeping track of what you're doing okay yeah, maybe maybe we can. Uh, yep, yeah, let's get an autograph sticker from you or something like that. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Anytime. Okay. <laughs> I've expected in the mail by Wednesday of next week. <laughs> Good I'll job. Rush man. ship that. I'll get R- right really out. rush shipping. Uh, PJ, uh, did you hear it? At no additional charge. Uh, our guest has been Ben Kelly, of course, uh, competing in the XC2 250 Pro class of the GNCC series. And uh, Ben, we'll have you on again soon. Appreciate the time. All right, thanks. See you guys. Thank you, man. All right, let's go to our very next guest. Uh, he is uh, the proud. Uh, I think he's got the pole position, Tony. I really do, as far as number of times he's been on the show. Uh, but he is the host of the Justin Brayton Shootout at the Riverside Raceway in beautiful Winterset, Iowa, the birthplace of one John Wayne and also uh, Jack DeLeon. Um, and and I, I believe it's uh, Justin Brayton. He joins us now. Justin, how are you? Doing good, guys. How you doing? Good, man. Miss you. I mean, it's it seems like you're always racing somewhere. <laughs> That's what I do. Uh, I love it. Even at uh, the ripe old age of, of 35. I can't even so believe that. I mean, Tony. I love it more than ever. Tony, when we started racing Justin, he was how old? I mean, has it been 20 years? I think it has been. I think the track's 20 years old. I, was, I, had, uh, I had the Red Bull folks down on my track, and they were talking about when i first started it and i'm like holy cow it's been 20 years it's in that so kids that are on mini bikes are don't even race anymore they have kids that race it's yeah. how old am i now does that make me a grandpa of course it does getting close bub we gotta get you some grandkids <laughs> i got a four-year-old it's i re- like i remember justin had an afro tony that was out to here do you remember that mm. he had a fro he had oh, a i fro. remember those there you had a fro Absolutely. oh yeah oh yeah of oh, course yeah. it did i don't remember that Look good in a pair of Actually, jeans, had an afro, and the girls were chasing picture. Yeah, my license picture. I still have a little bit of a fro. And <laughs> the other day, this, uh, I think it was at the airport. A lady looked at it, and she looked at me, and she's like, um, did you turn to you? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it, yeah, that's, that's the fro. That's funny. Did you Do you ever get a little nonplussed at that when you go through security and they don't know who the hell you are? No, I'm glad. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I like it that way. Welcome home, buddy. <laughs> Welcome home. Yeah, yeah. So you you're back. You're racing. Um, how's the leg? What's up? You looked okay. You look good. Yeah, this weekend was or past weekend was a little bit tough. Uh, had you know raced back uh, first back after the torn MCL and damage, and uh, it was tough. Honestly, tougher than I expected. Um, I had been doing a lot of off the bike fitness, but like fitness and. I just straight up got tired and got some arm pump, which is kind of uncharacteristic of, I was just happy to, and, uh, and the main reason I came back was for one, to just have a goal for myself to, to get back out there and not just kind of mail it in for the summer and, and be on vacation. I really wanted to get back and, and push this injury hard to get back. And I'm happy that I was able to do that. At first they told me it's an eight to 10 week injury and I was at the race in five weeks. So yeah. um happy I could do that. Uh, and then also still have a shot at top 10 in points. You know, I've missed, I believe, five races this year, and and uh, to still be top 10 in points, that's a decent season. You know, it's 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 not easy to be top 10 in the 450 class, and uh, so to to be able to do that and have a shot at that at, in Vegas this weekend, that's that's my goal, and and uh, that's really all I could ask for last weekend was just kind of a safe race and and not make my knee any worse, which I didn't. And uh, so happy to be going into Vegas somewhat healthy and, and uh, another week on the bike and another week of healing. And looking at the results, Justin, uh, you're tied up with the other, uh, it, shall we say, crusty demon of the series, Mr. Uh, Reed. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, not, not – <laughs> I noticed that immediately. Crusty. <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed that, Tony. <laughs> You just called Justin Krusty. <laughs> uh, well, he's a lot faster than anybody sitting here. But uh, truth, it, it, it's the irony of sport, right? That uh, thirty-five becomes an old man in some forms of sport, not all of them. And clearly, you're still killing it out there, Justin. Yeah, I love it. It's funny. We, my wife and I, just just left uh, dinner. We had a little date night tonight, and we we're eating with one of my Applebee's. We're just talking about kind of. Not Applebee's, no. No, that's that's what I was saying. Growing up in Fort Dodge, that was our, you're going somewhere nice. You're going to, you go to Applebee's. But I've spent, uh, I don't know if I've upgraded, but, um, yeah, it wasn't Applebee's. Where'd you so go? Sorry about that. What's it, uh, a seafood uh, it place? Actually, to a place called Southbound in uh, South Charlotte. Sounds uh, fancy. Owned by a good, good uh, buddy of mine, Jimmy Johnson. Still seven-time champ. He owns it, so we went there and hung out and had some some good food and and it was a really nice night it was fun sit outside and hang out but we were all chatting and just like my age and kind of my drive and just everything we're making plans to to you know get more fit and more focused this summer and making a game plan with my wife on how we do that with the kids we've got a four-year-old and a one-year-old and so basically already going over a game plan for 2020 on how to be the best version of myself and, and go after some more wins. So not done yet by any means. Uh, love it more than ever. And uh, even just this little injury, this small step back, it just puts it in, pers- in the perspective of how much I love it, mm-hmm. how much I love the the focus and commitment it takes to be the best in the world at something. And um, that's what I think I'll miss the most when I am done. But You're never going to be done, done yet. Dude. You're never going to be done. 
<laughs> I hope not. Sounds like Paige is a good partner. I mean, it sounds like she's uh, awesome, very supportive, and you know, talking about it in almost you know April about the summer and how you guys are going to accomplish that as a team. That's that's pretty cool, Justin. Honestly, she pushes me more than I push myself sometimes. So yeah, I mean, you said she's a good partner. So honestly, I, I don't know how I got so lucky <laughs> and how things work and in this life so she's from charlotte and i'm from a small town in iowa and somehow we meet each other and now i'm you know we've been together almost 10 years and let's not diminish and, fort dodge okay i mean fort dodge obviously played an important fun. role in your career the water in there the water is that what it is <laughs> we'll bottle that up and bring it down <laughs> yeah. what would we call it um F, F dirty oh. dodge water I fd1 fd1 water yeah. hey are you headed to hawaii I am headed to Hawaii, yeah, Sweet. yeah, the whole, the whole family now. So we're flying to Vegas this Thursday. Wow. And I'll race Vegas, and then uh, Sunday morning we'll all fly to Hawaii and hang out for the week, and then I'll race the Hawaiian Supercross next weekend. Do you mind if we go with you? I mean, Tony and I have a little time off. Ooh, we can, yeah. uh, can what, we, what, what can I, we use your private jet? Is that all right? Well, it's, it's okay. I mean, Tony doesn't mind. Tony, do you mind? Uh, we did talk about going, but it's just not possible with the JB10 race coming up. Well, it is coming up. Speaking of that, how about that? I can't wait. Third annual? It is the third year. So it's on May yeah. 18th and 19th. Do you know how we know how it yeah. is third third year? Uh we we cut the uh uh the the, the 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 stem of the tree and we look at how many rings are in there. That's uh that's how we know. But Tony, this is a special Scott, year. Will you make an appearance this year? Hell yeah. I'm, as far as I know, I will. Yeah. You know how much money he wants to make an appearance? Oh, my God. I, I almost it's, laughed yeah. when he said it. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's what's his name? Uh, uh, Denny Stevenson money. That's what it is. <laughs> is Denny coming? I heard he was. Actually, have you heard, Justin, they do, he did a pod, he is like a podcast thing or something. Everybody has a podcast now. Um, but yeah. he does it on YouTube and it was actually pretty interesting. I that, yeah. yeah. I was, I was, really? uh, we were riding Sunday, so I got up super early and he does a recap of the race and I put it on in my headphones while I was building, when I was fixing the track with my skid loader and, and cog was on there and it was actually pretty funny. It was, it was pretty good. I yeah. liked it. Yep. Denny's awesome. He's, he is. He's got some great insight and he's not afraid to say it. I know. I don't know if you guys are familiar with any like stick and ball sports, but Stephen A. Smith, he reminds me of, of the Denny in, in Supercross. That's awesome. Like no filter, but people respect what he says. And, uh, yeah, I love Denny. I mean, he's one of my idols growing up, being from Nebraska and sure. so close to home. So between him and Chad Pedersen and Buddy Antonez, those were my guys. Those were my heroes. So, so the Brayton shootout, May 18, 19, we're going to do – practice uh an open ride thing it's going to be packed i think there's going to be there's a lot of people that are excited about it the uh i sent you that little video last night of of the stadium track me slobbering around in it but um it looked awesome dude looked that thing awesome. is yeah it's so much fun it's so much fun to, that little track and i can't i'm so freaking stoked on that track because here's the thing i don't have to do anything to prep it so now i've got a the, the big track is okay but it's so much work to prep and and to make it rideable and decent, you know. It's it's always either really muddy or we're racing on it or it's dry and dusty at the end of the day. 
So this thing yeah. is a completely different dirt. It holds moisture. It rains. It's good for like several hours. So you know, and me living right there, I'm pretty stoked on it. And I'm gonna race Loretta's this year. So um, that's awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be super fun. I've I I've got a CR500. I've been riding. <laughs> that's gonna be the one that uh, you, you know will be me. exactly why you don't get to run in one of the cool things you want to do. <laughs> I was riding my 500 and it bit me. Have you ever ridden a 500? Yeah. I've never ridden one, but now that you said you have one, I'm for sure going to ride it when I'm back. Okay, then I probably need to do a few things to it. Yeah, make sure the wheel bearings we'll, are we'll good get, or we'll something. Duff, we'll get Duff to tune it up when he's there. Hey, so I also texted uh, yeah. Schultz last night, Storm Lake Con, and I said I I just rode my new bike basically for the first time, and it's so nice. I don't want Justin on it. So he's bringing you a brand <laughs> new... Really? Yeah, so he's bringing <laughs> you a brand new motorcycle. Huh? Why don't you want me on it? It has 1.2 hours on it. It's just, I don't know. He likes destroying his own things, Justin, and he doesn't <laughs> want to give you first dibs I don't and destroying it. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's completely what's going on there, I believe. Last year, how, he, how good is that bike, though? It's so it's so good. Off the showroom floor, so good. I know. It's And yeah. so so um, you're going to need to, we need to coordinate with Duff and get, get the parts or whatever, get them shipped to my place now before you guys are gone and then right and now what we're going to do and then you'll have duff will have to go to work on it friday night or something yeah i won't bring too much stuff like i said that bike's so good and um yeah and this year going back to the shootout and the, just the whole weekend we're going to change it up a little bit the previous two years i've done a riding school on saturday i'm not going to do that this year mainly because i want to hang out with everybody and not just the you know, the 20 or so people in the riding school. Sure, yep. If anyone has any questions or wants tips, I'm more than happy to work all day with with everybody. But I, I just want to be able to hang out, ride with, with friends. and Blow up and fireworks. Anybody there and just hang out and and uh, just make it a fun day and nothing too structured and um, just be a part of it. And then, yeah, Sunday we'll do the, the Justin Brayton shootout and have a fun day and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to it. It's always fun for me to come back, see some friends, and meet meet new ones. And, uh, Winter sets a place I grew up racing, and just has a lot a special place in my heart. Iowa always will. Iowa racing, and hopefully we can bring everyone together that weekend. And just all right, Brayden, we appreciate it. We'll uh, we're out of time. We're, we're top of the hour, but uh, May 18, 19, Justin Brayton, Winter set Iowa. We'll see you there. We'll be right back. This is Pit Pass. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes the newest addition is the v-line do all vrm 340 a heavy duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v rubber and the tacky tires the choice of sherco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v rubber 
Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwantz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is hour number two of the big program, and it's uh, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Interesting first hour of the Evergreen Podcast production of Pit Pass. And by the way, uh, we are broadcasting from the iHeart Studios in Des Moines, Iowa. Why is that important? Well, this week, all the uh, the big brass, all the, the big bosses from iHeart are here in Des Moines to view what it is we do and how it is we do what we do so well. And... Uh, they're in the hallway right now marveling at the quality production that we're able to put on. And a lot of that has to do with Jack and Leanne DeLeon, our, our producer, our executive producer, and our uh, co-executive producer. So, Jack, uh, the good folks from uh, Texas and from around the country that have gathered here this week are admiring your work. Maybe not so much you, but Leanne for sure. But I just want to you know, let you know and let, let everybody else know that the, the folks at iHeart value this program. Thank you. I appreciate that, and you got me. You made Leanne laugh, which is probably a good thing right now. <laughs> P.J. Duran in studio, Tony Wink. Tony, we had a uh, interesting first hour. Zach Osborne, uh, Ben Kelly. Uh, we had Austin Forkner, kind of an unplanned interview, but I thought rather uh, well an exclusive interview for that for, for that matter. Uh, Austin uh, suffering from a. Uh, uh, what what do you call it? A, a fully torn ACL? Is that right? MCL, ACL. Yeah, I think he had it all right. Yeah. So, I so think what he, happens? He there? The, knee just, knee. the knee just goes limp. It gets ripped apart, and he's having it rebuilt. And best to him doing so. All right. Well, he, I thought it was rather uh, an interesting expose uh, of uh, his injury and what he's doing to recover from it. We wish him the best, obviously. And then uh, we finished the hour with uh, Justin Brayton and what has now become his 60-second interview on this very program. <laughs> Probably. He's yeah. had a few. Well, I mean, it's a go-to guy. I love talking with him. I know you do too. PJ, perhaps not so much. But uh, we, we have a good time with him, right? And he's smart. He's super smart about the business. I think that's that's key. I really do. Anyway, do up this hour, Carlin uh, Gardner and Jared Mees. You may have heard Jared on the program over the years, and uh, he rejoins us tonight. But we start the program off in what we call our Wise Coast segment, and that, of course, is with Carlin Gardner. Carlin finished second at the 2019 ninth Annual Wise Co. Two-Stroke World MX Championship, uh, hosted by Fast House. He joins us now. Carlin, how are you? Great. How are you? Good, man. Congratulations. Uh, second place in a very tough race for sure, but doing so in the eyes of all those at Wiseco who have sponsorship dollars, I think that's pretty special. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, it was really exciting. It was kind of a last-minute uh, decision to go do it, um, but I was glad I, glad I showed up, and it was a fun race. Tell us what you rode. I rode a YZ250 converted to a 325, an Eddie Sanders 325 kit. A 325? Do do? Yeah, I was going to say, how do you do that? <laughs> he, he, just, he builds big board kits for uh, ATVs and, and motorcycles, and he's trying to get into the motorcycle world. And we've done some testing. I, I think I've even ridden a uh, 
a 340 kit from him. But we decided to run the 325 kit of his, and it, uh, it did the job. What's that like to ride? I mean, is it like a like a 500 similar where you, you kind of lug the motor and short shift it, or does the thing rev? What's it like? No, that's what I initially thought it was going to be, like more like a 500 style, but it's still you ride it exactly like a two-stroke, and you put it on the pipe, and you have to ride it really, really aggressively. Wow. And it's just crazy power or what? Crazy power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the 300 two-strokes have become kind of common for uh, – a number of companies, I suppose, but I, it's they they aren't known to be real revers. I would imagine there's something about uh, starting with the 250 that maybe makes that a different story. Possibly, I mean, also more of a racy style is more on the pipe as well. So I think that's what he's he's trying to push for. I suppose it's stroked and board. Uh, I'm not I'm not completely sure. Hmm. Interesting. And uh, so uh, I work for Wiseco. And uh, when did that start? About twelve years ago, um, we uh, you know so it's it's a it's a fun event for our guys to go out and, and attend. Um, what was the attendance like though? I heard it was pretty good as far as uh, rider attendance. It was good, both rider attendance and and fan attendance. I thought I thought for the pro moto, everyone came out and watched. It was all the way around the track. I had people screaming and cheering me on. And I had no idea who it was. <laughs> That's awesome. But, and then there was 43 riders in the first moto. Wow. So who were some of the big names? Uh, I assume there were some at uh, such a classic track as Glen Helen. I would imagine there were some pretty uh, pretty fast uh, vintage guys coming out. Um, not too many, I would say, vintage guys. I would say Michael Lesty, Tyler Bowers, um, those were, I would say, I thought would be the biggest competition. And then uh, Zach Bell was there. He won it last year. Uh, Robbie Wageman, Alan LaFontaine, Josh Moseman, um, shoot, uh, Justin Half. What about Brownie? Uh, uh, Brown, oh, yeah, Brown was there. That's right. Yeah. I, I, there was a lot of guys. I couldn't I wouldn't be able to name them all. There was a lot of competition. How about that, that KX500 that Tyler – I heard he got a flat or something, but that bike that Tyler Bowers showed up with. Yeah, that, that thing's ridiculous. Oh. I, I, I couldn't believe he hung on for two 20-minute motos. I mean, he had a flat, but he still rode with a flat for a little while. <laughs> yeah, unless he rode in, what, the uh, plus 40 class? Come on. What? Uh, no, I don't. I think he was in pro. He was in pro. His wheel, I heard his wheel broke or a hub broke or yeah, something yeah, on he his. Blew out, he, he blew out his rear wheel in the first moto. Yeah. Wow. What a drag. How tough is that? What's it like racing uh, Glen Helen? Is I mean, as historic as it is, that racetrack in California, um, for many of us who are sitting on the outside looking in, what's it like for an athlete like yourself to get out there and get after it at Glen Helen? It's pretty difficult. It's pretty difficult if you're riding motocross full-time, let alone in the middle of supercross season, and then you just jump out there. I mean, it's probably one of the fastest, roughest tracks you can get. Um, so... Switching from, I haven't ridden outdoors since, you know, probably before October, and I got the call to go do this, and I haven't ridden a two-stroke, and, you know, before Supercross either, so I rode on Friday, and I felt lost, and I was very nervous, actually, because I did not have anything dialed in. I knew, like, you get to the point where you know how fast you have to go, but the, your vision kind of gets blurry at that point, so I didn't, wasn't really trusting um, too much of my ability to be up front, but first moto and we had practice in the morning i felt a lot better in first moto i knew i had to just get up front that was just the only way i could have done it 
What do you prep yourself with as far as what you put in your body? I mean, some guys might go with the the easy answer, and that might be a Red Bull or a, a rock star or whatever. Um, but what what do you prep yourself with as far as uh, energy? What what are you looking for in the term in terms of energy? Are you putting uh, a lot of uh, um, Tony? What do, what do you call the pasta? What what is pasta? It's uh, uh, carb loading. Car, car loading up with carbs. Thanks, Tony. Yeah, I do. Normally, <laughs> I do the same thing for Supercross and Motocross on on Friday nights. I always eat like heavier, like a steak with like some bread and, and rice and potatoes, something that's always heavy that's going to be long lasting. And Supercross race days aren't too bad. I kind of stay a little lighter because we're not doing long duration until the very end of the night, so we can kind of manage our our. Uh, what we're burning through the day but on outdoor stuff you have to constantly eat every single time you can because you're burning so much energy all day long yeah and you you literally can't almost eat enough to to what you're burning so it's just you're just shoving food down your down your throat to just keep energy into yourself through the day tony you're like that aren't you i mean Mm -hmm. pretty much right before the show (laughs) it's tough to get enough fuel to get through or did you bring your own suspension you said you were you know maybe a little bit lost early on in the in the weekend uh Clearly, you got on with the bike eventually. Did you just bring your own uh, suspension settings from a from another bike? Or? Luckily, no, luckily it all kind of worked out. Uh, Eddie Sanders drove. He, he brought the bike to me. on, on uh, He brought it down from Oregon, and I knew we had to get suspension because I knew it was stock stuff. I didn't have anything laying around, so I called Race Tech, and I worked very closely with those guys in Supercross as well, and I had said, hey, I need a favor. Uh, can we bust this out in May? They put everything aside for me and, and did a suspension uh, build for me on Thursday so I can practice on it Friday. Uh, we did a little bit of sag, sag setup on Friday, a little bit of high-speed adjustment, and I, I ran it. I didn't do too much. It was just me getting used to uh, to the feel of outdoor suspension that was the toughest part because we run Supercross stuff all season long, and it's very weird to change aggressively right into outdoor suspension. It feels so soft, but it ended up I barely made little any changes at all, and it worked perfectly. You know, looking back uh, in the Supercross this year, um, we were at uh, where I was at San Diego, and what a mess! Um, you, you raced there, I know. Um, did you uh, did you get burned from the lime? Yeah, I got I got pretty messed up from it. I didn't get it in places some of the other guys did it. I got it on the back of my legs real bad. Um, wish I could show you guys some pictures, but it was it, I got it really bad. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. The pictures don't work well over the phone for radio, yeah. but uh, but you could describe it. Maybe is is it like um, poison ivy equivalent to poison ivy? That type of burn? Oh, I mean, it basically just looked like extreme road rash. Ooh. Like at first, it was just like raw looking, and and then it became just this big old scab that you anytime you move, it would just ruin you, especially on the back of your legs. I couldn't ride or, or train for two weeks. Oh, did you skip some rounds then? I did not. No, I, I raced on the weekend. I just couldn't do anything during the week. Yeah, that is brutal. Did Feld? I heard Feld uh, cut some checks over that deal. Uh, yeah, they offered money to anyone who uh, wanted to accept it. And uh, I, that, I personally did not. I personally did not take it. That sounds like. Uh... A political answer was there some uh, some uh, some agreements that had to go along with uh, that? I'm guessing is why you phrased your answer the way you did, Carlin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone has their beliefs in in the reasons on why they accepted it. Or I, I know in the beginning, no one really accepted it. 
Um, but you know, I, I, I stuck to what I believed in and what, what I thought. And that's just the reason I, I mean, I, it's nothing, I'm not blaming, you know, Feld for doing anything. I, I know the reason why it happened. I understand the reason why it happened. There was just circumstances on how it was treated that I wasn't completely agreeing upon. So that's the only reason I didn't take it. Fair enough. And from uh, Feld, we have on the uh, live line right now, Brett, uh, <laughs> uh, Jack, can we go to the legal counsel for Feld? No, he's not on? Okay, hung up already. All right, just kidding. Well, Carlin, I think it's pretty cool. Obviously, the fans did too out there at Glen Helen. Um, I believe Dennis Stapleton was there from Wiseco. And uh, I'm sure guy, I'm sure other people from Wiseco were there. Um, where do, you, do you see that event going anywhere besides Glen Helen? Do you, do you see it becoming a, something that we could build off of and, and take to other locations? Do you think it'd work, or do you think it's just something cool that you do once a year? I think so, especially you know if there, if it's another chance for pros to go race and make a little money. I think there's there's that's the hardest thing outside of professional racing is other races to make money at. Um, I think I think it's great that the the pro national series is bringing in some 125 races. I think they can do the same with the 250 class as well if they put a double class and then that's going to bring excitement for the fans. That's going to bring more opportunity for pros that aren't, you know, able to race their own motorcycles for two thirty-five minute motos. I think it's just a great opportunity. I think it's a, a perfect event. Great answer. I do too. I think a one twenty-five two stroke and a two fifty two stroke at the outdoor nationals, they've ran the women's class out basically. So, um, there's time, there's definitely time in the day, you know? Um, and as from a fan outdoors is a long day. Yeah, boy. And it would be cool. It doesn't have to be a 35-minute moto. It can be a 10, 15, 20-minute moto. Um, yeah, exactly. And make a series out of it. You're saying make a season-long series out of it? Well, they did. With the, that's what they did with the 125 yeah. class. They've, they've got a 125 class. And what is it, like four or five rounds that they're going to have it? I know it's going to be at Millville and, and a few other ones. I heard, I heard every round this year. Oh, it is? Red okay. Red, et cetera, yeah. Oh, well. That'll be awesome. I think that there's. I know people that are racing it. I know people that are that are signing up for it. And I wonder how many people there will really be. You know, you think it'll be full gates? I, I would imagine it would be. The 125. I mean, I don't know how far back east. I'm sure some of the bigger rounds. The first round for sure. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think it'll be pretty popular. Hmm. A lot of fun. Well, I mean, if you're there, obviously it will be, right? Me or him. No, definitely not you. Uh, that's weird that you would ask that. You would think you would know. Is this is this three fifty two? Is that is that what the displacement was on the bike you rode? Um, What'd you say it was? Three twenty five. Three twenty five. Three twenty five. Is that thing for sale? He sells those kits. Yeah. No, no, that no, motorcycle. No, he wants. He wants the whole bike. I don't want to deal with anything. I just want to own the motorcycle. Can we buy that? <laughs> I don't know. He, Eddie owns the motorcycle. You'd have to give him a call. Well, I don't. Why can't we do that? I mean, I got you in the lineup with the Harlem Globetrotters this season. Why can't I get you a, a bike like this? I think it'd be interesting. Don't I you? think you probably should buy it for me. Okay, I'm thinking I've got six thousand dollars that says I can own it. Six grand. Uh, probably. Probably. He's probably gonna be a little north of that. Well, here's the chassis on that thing, Carlin. <laughs> 2018. Okay, so it's not. Uh, yeah, it's you're probably, probably a little north. Probably a little north of. Uh, yeah, you think twelve grand to buy that bike? 
Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not saying anything. I know it's a very well set up bike. It's got it's got good parts on it. <laughs> and if it's if it was stock suspension, I think you might be getting in the ballpark. I mean, he's got a kit on it that I'm sure isn't cheap, and his setup knowledge building the motor. But I bet you you're getting close. I'm going to ask you, Carlin, stay on the line at, at, at when we go to the uh, go to the break because I want to get his phone number uh, from you, and we'll get him on the show and get a a solid answer out of him what's going to take to buy it. Okay. <laughs> okay all right buddy hey thanks for joining us do appreciate it we're going to take quick time out on the live line but before we do that we want to give you a chance to uh recognize your sponsors who are they uh supercross i can't thank uh team bwr engines enough for for providing me what they do this season making everything happen um bolt motorcycle hardware uh l-tech underground utilities fly racing garnet ssi decals uh pro circuit uh race tech uh, BWR Engines himself, Brian White, uh, my dad, AIM Service Group. Uh, shoot, I can't, I mean, anyone who's helped me recluse, Mika Metals, uh, Works Connection, just, just everyone, Laser Star Light, everyone who's made it possible for me this season. Can't thank them enough. Is your bike, do you have a light kit on your bike? So, you know, when you're at, at night, the light changes, um, you know, around the frame and stuff like that, red to blue to green. <laughs> We've thought about it. But I don't think Feld <laughs> wouldn't allow too much. Why wouldn't they? I mean, are you talking about? Um, I like it. Oh, that'd be so good. I think it'd be sweet. How cool would that be? You can... Well, when I when I get into the opening ceremonies one day, well, then I'll have something special. Let's hey, do it. That would be that would be hilarious. To see. Carlin, thank you so much for the time on behalf of PJ and Tony and and uh, mostly me. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time out to join us. Okay. Thank you guys very much. There we go, Carla Gardner. On the live line, uh, took second place at the 2019 ninth annual Wiseco two-stroke. Why weren't you there, Tony? I don't, I don't understand why you were not there. I was running my own race. Ah. I was busy running my own track in uh, Iowa. So working for the man. All right, do me a favor, stay tuned. More from our uh, studios here. This is the Evergreen Podcast production of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Scott Casper, PJ Duran, Tony Wink. Back after this, stay tuned. What's up? This is Brian Deegan, the general of the Metal Militia. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. That's what's up. Hey, everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard-packed supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber.
with no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days. It's a fact. The best you've ridden is the best you know. Until you've ridden Racetech suspension, you haven't experienced the best suspension possible. Racetech is the science of suspension for ATV and UTVs, motocross, freestyle, and stunning, off-road, supermoto, road race, sport bikes, cruisers, touring, and vintage bikes, as well as adventure riding. With gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our G3S Custom Series shocks, you too can have the Racetech suspension advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Racetech products and applications, visit our website at Racetech.com. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the Daly on family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The Daly Ons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans and make your dreams a reality. Call the Daly Ons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack Daly on Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. This is Jeff Gibson. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, good morning and uh, welcome back. Good evening, wherever you are listening to uh, our Pit Pass production. Tony Wank, Scott Casper, and P.J. Duran. I do want to thank Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Halverson for their constant contribution. Uh, contributions to the program. Thank you very much. Jack and Leanne de Leon, the uh, fabulous uh, French duo, are uh, producing this program both online and on radio, and we appreciate that. Uh, if you missed any part of hour number one, it was an interesting hour if you think about it. I mean, we had Zach Osborne on, we had Ben Kelly, uh, we had uh, Justin Brayton, um, and and uh, who, who was the first one we had, Tony? Second Good name one. Zach Osborne, Ben Kelly. I got no, but uh, Austin Forkner. Oh, Forkner, yeah. Yeah, you, you remember Austin. Yeah, Forkner and Brayton both have 
we were talking. We had a knee injury theme going on. We really did. <laughs> one's at the tail end, and one's at the beginning. Trying to avoid that as it's the beginning of our riding season here in the great state of Iowa. I don't really, we don't like to talk about injuries, but no, when we do, we want to avoid the doctor. Right. We 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 unless there's insurance involved, there could be a, a payoff. Right. Anyway, uh, welcome back to the studios. That is uh, the home of this particular show from our iHeart Studios in Des Moines, Iowa. And again, welcome to uh, everybody, all the big brass from uh, iHeart that are in town uh, perusing. I wondered why everything was vacuumed and polished and and clean. Have you noticed the windows? The windows are super clean. <laughs> they always have this building looking good. Oh, it's sweet. Anyway, glad you're with us. Thank you so much. Tony, with the introduction of our next guest. Well, he needs a little introduction if you're a flat track fan. AFT rider Jared Meese joins us, and uh, I believe he's sitting third in the standings. Had a win at the Texas Half Mile on April 20th. This marks Meese's 27th Half Mile Triumph. That's crazy. Breaking a tie for second all-time with... Behind who? Will Davis. He joins us now. Will Davis, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what's up jared how are you guys we're having some fun with you you know that right oh yeah okay i just want to make sure jared that was uh quite a race this weekend um how did it look from your perspective i know you uh mr reigning champ not going to be happy with anything less than uh top step of the podium but that can't always be the case uh unfortunately for racers um what did you think about the weekend? Um, I thought it was pretty solid. I mean, like you said, uh, there's just going to be some days where you're uh, you're just not the best guy, and that was uh, that was the case this weekend. You know, um, all day long I was I don't know anywhere between four and six tenths off of Briar Bauman, and we were basically second fast qualifier. We were second in all the practice qualifying, everything. Won our semi, and. Um, you know, I knew going to the line, JD was going to be tough because even in the first semi there, when Bri- that Briar won, JD actually had some laps where he matched some paces with him, and you know wasn't too far off. So looking at the times, I knew JD was going to be solid. But you know, uh, <clears throat> come main event time, them guys just took off, and man, from, from my perspective, it was probably the most boringest race for me uh, that I've ever raced because them guys are pulling away in front of me. And I'm pulling away from fourth place, and I feel like I'm going so slow, like, you know, because they're pulling away from me. So you get that feeling like, oh, man, I'm going slow. So for me, they were so far ahead, and then I was so far ahead of fourth place the entire time I'm riding around. I don't see anybody. You know, I felt like everybody just pulled off the racetrack for me, you know? Yeah. Um, but it was it was definitely uh, a neat track different from any any tt that i ever ran lots of elevation changes both both corners um <clears throat> rollers you name it it was kind of like a uh, a flat track tt enduro cross for us so it was uh pretty unique and um you know uh i don't know you know it's like everybody's like was it fun was it fun it's like ah eh. i mean it was different i don't know how much fun i had you know but um then again i will say ever since we started jumping the twins um, <clears throat> at the TTs, you know, it's they're really not that fun to jump. I mean, they're three hundred and thirty pound motorcycle, and <laughs> they don't have nothing for travel. So as far as jumping them, they're really not that much fun to jump. So it was an aptly named uh, 
for our listeners who don't know, it was called the Super TT. And uh, Jared, you've been giving us the reasons why perhaps it was named the Super. Have you gotten any insight? I think you're a guy who is pretty dialed into AFT and its future plans. Um, is this something that uh, a direction they're exploring to to change up uh, perhaps more than once a season, or is this going to be a standalone thing at this event? Um. Well, I don't really know. Um, I couldn't really answer that uh, accurately, uh, honestly. But I, I, I would say that I would probably think that this would be a standalone event. I think, you know, I think overall we're pretty set on the TT event. Where there's four of them on the schedule, and you know, Peoria is of course Peoria. That's not moving. And then we have the uh, Buffalo Chip out there in Sturgis, uh, South Dakota, and I don't see that one. No, that seems to be one of the most popular events, right? Yeah, it's pretty solid now. And then, of course, you have the Daytona TT. And, you know, although everybody's got their thoughts on the Daytona TT, there's there's really no other way around doing anything in Daytona inside the trial over there except for a TT um, that I see. Um, so I would imagine that we'll keep going back to Daytona for the TT. So, honestly, you know, Arizona is a great marketplace for flat track. Um, unfortunately, the last couple of years that we raced the uh, Turf Paradise Mile, um, the track just fell apart and just honestly just dangerous. I mean, it was dusty and holy and just we tried three years in a row and uh, and, and it was the same outcome every time. It was basically kind of a, a great facility, great crowd, just a pile of crap track. So they wanted to try to keep something in that area um, still going for flat track and then they came across this like rally truck cross track and they uh, did some modifications to the jumps and things like that to uh, to accommodate us. So I would imagine we'll keep going back there. Um, you know, I think there's some things that need to be done to the facility and stuff. I mean, it was like 100 degrees, and there was like no covered grandstands for the fans and stuff like that. So that sounds it's fun. A, it's a tough balance, you know. Yeah. Why Why wouldn't they? It would seem an easy move the event to the evening. Does that not work? Oh, it was definitely in the evening, but, you know, in the evening, it was still, like, 95. 95. You know, the program, yeah, the program the program starts, I think, at 6 o'clock as opening ceremonies. So, you know, at 6 o'clock, it was basically the hottest part of the day. Um, so it, it was in the evening. I mean, our main events and our semi and stuff like that were, were in the evening. But, uh, you know, the show started opening ceremonies, I think, was at, like, 6 p.m. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's brutal you know, for fans. But but if they're going to race in that area, you're not going to get away from that unless you go to Flagstaff or something. You know what I mean? I mean, it's maybe Havasu, but Havasu's hot too. But I mean, it's uh, ooh, Havasu. That'd be a cool place to have a race. Um, there you go, Tony. Jared could do a little boating. A little- well, I think, uh, like I said, I think everybody wants to stay in the Phoenix area. It is a great market. And as far as the weather goes, it just seems like it just seems like when we go out there, all of a sudden, it's a breaking record for that month and day every time. <laughs> you know, my, just my lucky. Lives out there. Yeah, my uncle lives out there, and he sent me a text this morning, and he goes, oh, it's only supposed to be a high of 78 today. And then, you know, like, uh, yes, some teams speaking to a few of them guys are like, man, it wasn't hot until, like, the last couple of days. And we always used to race the Arizona Mile uh, in, like, the middle of May, and it was always this brutal hot. So here we were, you know, at the end of April, you know, three weeks earlier than normal, and it was still the same outcome of being hot. So I don't, 
it's the weather. You don't know what to do, you know? Well, didn't they have, like, measurable snow this year, which is, you know, like a 30-year... Unheard of, yeah. Something, yeah, so... Or maybe they've never had it or something since they've been paying attention. Yeah, it's... Weather's funky, and and that's the biggest bummer for any promoter. I mean, it's... uh, You know, that for sure that promoter took a hit, uh, you know, for that weather, because I'm sure there's people that didn't turn out for it. Um, But how have the crowds been so far this year? Um, you know, I guess pretty good. Um, you know, I think everybody would always say they want more. Uh, Daytona, I'm not really sure, honestly. Like, that's hard to tell Daytona because the grandstands are, like, so big. And, um, it's hard to tell. But, uh, Atlanta was, was so-so. I think it was on par with what it's been over the years. And then, you know, Texas seemed to be same thing. Texas grandstands are so big, man, that um, it's hard to tell if there's a really good crowd or not. So uh, I would say they're, they're they're good. You know, I think the biggest thing is that's positive right now for Flat Track is the NBC broadcast. And it's, it's been, been awesome. It's been getting a lot of viewership and the numbers have been increasing there. So that's, that's a very positive side of things. But, you know, obviously being a promoter of one of the events myself and then of, of course racing you know we we need people in the stands for uh you know the promoter stake and the sports stake so um I, everybody's trying really really hard you know everybody at america flag track putting a lot of hours in a lot of effort and uh the riders the teams everybody's stepping up their game and their, their fit presence and stuff like that starting to really increase so i think everybody as a whole is really really working hard um so it's definitely not a lack of effort. It's just uh, it's just the world we live in right now, man. I mean, it's just like you know, all sports. It seems like you hear are 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 hurting as far as attendance and and uh, are lacking in, in better terms. And you know, I don't know, uh, I don't know what it is. Is people just racing? Just I don't know. Is not the thing right now for for a lot of the outside people? You know, man, I don't think it's unique for for motorcycle racing. I think racing in general as a segment is flat and uh it's it's i wouldn't say it's dwindling but it's definitely you know we're hanging on we're 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 hanging on for dear life because you see it i mean i see it at a local level on motocross and i've said this a dozen times on this very program how many times do you drive by an abandoned stock car track circle track for cars and you just, you know, and I always look over and go, oh, that'd be a cool place to have a motorcycle race. And it's it's all weeds. And it's not, so it's not just motorcycle racing that's struggling. I think oh, no. it's the outdoor segment. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, it's. I mean, it's even stick and ball sports, man. It's like, you know, NASCAR is really, you know, you, you hear the, the, the uh, negativity about NASCAR and the fans there and just, sure. I don't know, man. I mean, I have I have these discussions with with people all the time, and I think it's just multiple things across the board with just the technology, the cell phones, the social media. I mean, it just people make it so easy to just tune in. People make it so easy to not participate in a sport, but be able to be so tuned into it where no one sees the benefit from it. You know what I mean? Like it's just you download four or five different apps, and I could, you know in front of the TV and watch MotoGP, you know, NASCAR, flat track, motocross, boom, 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 right there. And it's just, 
think just everybody's making it too easy to tune in. That's not getting the benefit for it, you know? Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's just, you know, like hunting is in trouble right now. You know, you see with young people that people don't, people don't hunt. They don't fish like they used to. And, And old guys, my age, you know, late thirties, early forties, we still do those things. And it's, it's people that are, you know, the generate the millennials, they don't do those things. And I know some do, but it's, uh, you're seeing numbers, amateur racing, the feeder programs to, to, to become an AFT racer someday. They're all hurting. And, uh, you know, and I don't think it's what everybody, what, what it makes you think, what is, whatever, what is everybody doing? You know what I mean? Is, I, I agree with you, man. I mean, we could talk hours about this, but, uh, it it makes you think like, man, what is that? What in the heck are people doing then? Like, what if you're not, you know, if you're not hunting and fishing and watching races and and participating in things and checking things out, you know, I I don't know how it is across the whole board. I don't know if concerts are down too, like music concerts. I don't know if they're down or you know if they're up. You know what I mean? Uh, it's hard to say, but yeah, it's a it's kind of a weird uh, era right now in 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 just the uh, country world. You know, with with everything. And it's uh, still the most entertaining in my book and estimation, and hopefully for all of our listeners, the most entertaining uh, sport to watch is any that involves two wheels. But to your point, you know, I've got to get I've got to get out to the racetrack. I have to see it. If I'm not competing myself, I want to watch. And uh, right. hopefully, people will keep doing that. Exactly. So, what is it like being a promoter now that you've? You're not brand new at it. Um, it's good. I mean, it's man, it's, it's a lot more work than people think. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's definitely fun. I mean, it's very, very, very stressful. Um, you know, two weeks prior to it, a uh, week of and stuff. It's just just trying to manage everybody and make sure things are good. And you know, fortunately, we we have a really good, um, you know, really good people that behind us and help us out but and every once in a while you got that one person that last minute has something that comes up and then you have to last minute try to fill that position so that's kind of like the stressful part of things but uh it's good I mean, we have a lot of fun you know i give my wife a lot of credit she puts a lot of effort into the event too so uh, without her it wouldn't happen jared up against the clock sponsors who do you want to thank uh, I just really want to thank the whole Indian Motorcycle crew. I want to thank my entire team, Kenny Tolbert, Bubba Bentley, Jimmy Wood, um, Progressive Insurance, uh, Hernley's Indian Motorcycle, Rogers Racing, FBI Installation, all of my sponsors that kick in uh, a huge amount of effort and support. Um, it, uh, it, it means a lot. And, uh, you know, all the fans that are tuning in and listening and fans of Flat Track, I really appreciate it. Good job out of you, Jared. Always good to talk to you. Thank you so much for the time. Uh, somebody we respect a great deal, Jared Mees. Thank you, Jared. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. We'll talk to you soon, dude. Um, want to dedicate uh, this program to the memory of Kurt Bremer. And I know, Jack, uh, Kurt was very special to you and your family. Yes, a member of your family. As a matter of fact, he was at your wedding. Yes, he was. Um, I, and- could st- I could still see a picture in my head. Of Kurt, he wasn't that old. No, he was fifty. Wow! So uh, we lost him over the weekend. Yeah, we lost him a week ago. One week ago. Yeah, okay. we buried him on Saturday. Okay. Well, as a matter of fact, we're burying my aunt on Sunday. 
No, that's same what you place, were telling me. Minneapolis. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, best uh, to your family. Uh, Thank the you. Memory of Kurt Bremer. I know this is uh, a small consolation indeed, but uh, we dedicate this program to the memory of Kurt Bremer. We appreciate that. I want to thank Zach Osborne, Ben Kelly, uh, Carlin Gardner, Jared Meese, and all of our guests on the program, including Justin Brayton. Uh, stick around. There's more Pit Pass around the corner. Scott Casper with you, along with Tony Wink and, of course, P.J. Duran. I'm uh, just happy you're listening on this very, very special particular program. Part of the Evergreen Podcast production. We'll be back. Stick around. Hey, this is Jake Holden. Watch out for the Jacob Thoris, number 59. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro fit advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike for more information visit flyracing.com it's much more than a piston company wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products including forged pistons precision forged clutch baskets and hubs crankshafts camshafts forged connecting rods and valves at wiseco we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle atv snowmobile personal watercraft outboard marine engine or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high performance enduro derived yamaha wr250r featuring long travel suspension and advanced high-end design whatever your budget or riding style yamaha has a dual sport model that's right for you for more visit yamahamotorsports.com today then visit hicklin power sports and grimes to see the new 2017 models from yamaha the first name in dual sports dress properly for your ride with a helmet eye protection long sleeves long pants gloves and boots do not drink and ride it's illegal and dangerous about motorcycles? Ever heard of the saying that you should make a career out of what you love to do? MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com is a state-of-the-art online job board built exclusively for the power sports industry. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com connects job candidates who are passionate about the motorcycle industry with companies and dealerships that may be looking for you. Upload resumes, receive new job notifications, or just surf the site for your dream job. Turn your passion into a career at MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Time out. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Find Swell Vodka in fine stores, restaurants, and bars near you. Like Swell on Facebook. 
What's up? This is Brian Deegan, the general of the Metal Militia. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. That's what's up. Can't thank Tyler O'Hare enough. A great interview there, by the way. If you missed it, go back and grab it. I think you can learn something from it. God knows I did. Coming up next on the program, it is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Dean Wilson makes his triumphant return to the program, and uh, he joins us now. Dino, how are you? Doing good, thanks. How are you doing? Good. Are you... uh at dinner, I, I saw something on Twitter uh, that you were at dinner enjoying a uh, night out. Yeah, we're we're uh, at my friend's birthday dinner, so uh, yeah, we. Unfortunately, the wait was really, really, really long, so that's why we're still here. But uh, no, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Someplace fancy like Applebee's or yeah, Chili's two for twenty. <laughs> 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 no, just uh, our uh, um, spot in Orlando. We go to. On Tuesdays, and um, yeah, it was my friend's birthday, but somehow the the wait was crazy. Let's tell your friend happy birthday, and sorry we we dragged you out of there for a little bit. We won't Uh, be long. Dean, uh, I want to congratulate you on your success in uh, Supercross. You know, we we followed the story, you uh, privateering it, and then, you know, getting the call when uh, Jason Anderson got hurt to represent the Rockstar Factory team, the Husky team. Talk about that. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, kind of crazy because I, uh, you know, I, I was committed to doing my own thing at, you know, the beginning of the season, and Rockstar were a really big help, and, uh, you know, they they really had my back, and they wanted me on a Husqvarna, so, yeah, I decided to, uh, you know, do the season on my um, Husqvarna, and then Husky actually helped out really well, and uh, so... Yeah, I mean, Zach, uh, Zach Osborne got injured at the beginning of the season, and yeah, it was um, that was a bummer. But I already had committed to a lot of really good sponsors that I got, like Ignite, CBD, and um, our, the ATL Artificial Grass Liquidators. And O'Neill came on board, and Alpine Stars, and uh, 100%. I had some really, really good sponsors, and um, obviously Rockstar was the biggest one. And so yeah, it was kind of crazy. So I. I kind of declined the first offer that they gave me because I didn't want to just leave the guys that had me my back, you know, from the uh, beginning. So I kept racing. I was putting good results, and then Jason got hurt, and yeah, I filled that spot. So yeah, and obviously uh, yeah. you you don't want anybody to get hurt, but that's how opportunities happen. For I mean, you you've seen it, uh, you know, with Barsha's career, he was. You know, pretty much. You know, it was it was a question mark if he was even going to go racing, and and uh, you know, and it's it's worked out for him obviously, and and now this situation for you, um, and there's a there's a balance there though, for a guy like you where you say, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't have a factory ride, so I'm gonna do my own thing, and then you have all these sponsors that step up. How do you balance that though when you say, hey, I am gonna go ahead and take this ride on the factory Husky team. How do you, do you lose those sponsors, or do you do they not have to pay, or or can you bring them along? How does that work, Dean? Well, to be honest, I had a I had a feeling that the opportunity was going to arise, you know. So I told them from the very beginning before I signed my deal with them, like, listen, there's a good chance I'm going to be back on a factory team. I'm allowed to bring two or three personal sponsors. So yeah, I mean that's they they knew already. So when I got the call, it wasn't a big surprise. So. Um, you know, those were the big sponsors, but a lot of um, other sponsors were, you know, that really helped put my program together, um, you know, were 
it, it was hard to leave those guys because, you know, um, they were a really big help to put my bike together and stuff like that. But, um, you know, you can't let these opportunities slip. And, um, yeah, I mean, I've been in, I was a privateer a couple of years ago and got on the team I'm on now and rode for them for two years. And unfortunately, I was actually, there was a chance that I was going to be on the team again this year and then they didn't take a third rider. And I kind of wish they did, but you know what? I've learned a lot from this and, uh, you know, the Rockstar Husky team's a great team. It's a lot like a uh, family to me. So, we, we, you know, when I got up back on the team, it was honestly like I didn't even leave. So I'm just happy where I'm at and I'm enjoying myself. I'm working hard and, yeah, just keep working and be on that box. You know, it's a cruel sport and you're, you're in this regard that you can have all the success in the world. You can be on the pro circuit team. I mean, you can, you can have all the puzzle pieces go out and even win championships. And then by the time you get to the 450 class, there may not be a place for you to, to, to race. And oh, the 450. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So my, my point was, is, is you've got, it, it's, you go to, and I'm, I'm leading up to this. So you go out and you create a, a, a team and, and you get a sponsor like ignite CBD and and we just had Tyler O'Hara on. We just hung up with him, who's a, a professional a road racer. He's racing the Daytona 200, who has a CBD oil sponsor. And um, they haven't decided whether or not they're going to let him promote his sponsor. And and that was big news for you when you brought Ignite. Big news with Chad Reed and some of the other guys that have that have been. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Is I mean, we just got done spending 20 minutes with Tyler talking about it, but what is your thought on on uh, a guy that goes and, and creates his own program, and then they tell you, "Now nah, you can't you can't advertise that one." Yeah, it's uh, it's tough because they're coming into the sport and they're bringing money into the sport, and I think I I, I really. Honestly, like, I'm not a cannabis person or anything really like that. Like, I never have been. Obviously, I get water tested. It's not my cup of tea. But CBD is a completely different thing. And CBD really is a big benefit and and help when it comes to your anxiety or your inflammation after training or stuff like that. And it's not a drug. And it's going to eventually be okay. But it's just because... I felt like I was kind of the really first one on the Supercross scene to bring it on, and maybe in a in a you know in a big way. And the fact that when they blocked it, almost backfired because it got more publicity. And unfortunately for those guys, <laughs> Dan Blazarian, who is a very very big public figure, um, has such a big following, and he wasn't happy about that. And he let NBC know, which caused way more waves. <laughs> and it was, it was actually a bit interesting. But to be dead honest, CBD is, I think, a really great thing. Um, it, help, it helps me with anxiety, which I struggle with sometimes. And um, it, it, it's harmless. So I think they really need to chill on the CBD side of things. But I think it will get there. It's just a little bit of a gray area because a lot of people don't know a whole lot about it yet. It abs- You're absolutely uh, exactly on the money there, Dean. Uh, 
it's clearly coming in professional sports. We are dedicated to motorcycle racing, uh, all forms, and it's making its mark in both Supercross and road race. It's coming. We're gonna we're gonna see it in other professional sports. Bicycle racing is already, I think, ahead of motorcycling. We don't talk about it as much, but it, I think it's right. already in that sport. Preferably, in, we don't talk about it's, bicycling. It's in uh, <laughs> it's in a lot of professional sports and is only going to get bigger. Uh, clearly, the race organiza- organizers and promoters need to, you know, not look a gift horse in the mouth. This is a this is a, an industry that can benefit the racers. Well, here's the, the, I think One, the issue is though, yeah. PJ, is that it's not legal, or what it's derived from is not legal, or maybe some of these companies also sell marijuana that, to get you high. In, dirt, right. in particular states, and that's why they have the issue with it. I don't think it's a moral thing that they have. I think it's a it's a standpoint of whether they can legally do it, and I don't know if they still know. But, um, you know, and if you want to talk about morals, are energy drinks good? Are some okay and some not? I don't know, but where would this sport be without Rockstar, Monster, Red Bull? Red right. Bull, yeah, you know where what would I mean? it be? Exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, we have to make a living, you know? So when this opportunity comes, like, I'm trying to make a living, and and, you know, TV, I think it's something that I fully support. And, um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's going to come around, but it's just going to maybe take a year or two. But I think, like, it's cool when I look back, maybe when my career is done or something, and CBD is going to be huge, I'll be like, hey, I kind of broke the mold in Supercross. I was kind of the first one with. For sure. Yeah, I think, and... Uh... Um, I, I think I congratulate you on on bringing in a new sponsor and, and, and a new category even of sponsors. So I mean we've seen uh, already we've seen other 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 guys bringing on sponsors. So uh, right now you, what are you sitting six in the points? Yeah, I just I've been in fest the whole season and I just lost six. I'm only a couple points back, but yeah, no everything's going good. I'm in a good main space and I'm enjoying myself. Uh, you know, obviously working hard, but. I feel good. I'm riding really good. All my qualifying times are literally like a tenth off of being the fastest. So I'm right there. I just need to get that start in the main event and I'll be good. But, you know, I, I think, you know, it's, I'm, I'm just happy where I'm at because I came from two full ACL reconstructions on both knees. Literally couldn't walk during the summer and worked really hard during the summer to get back on my two feet and came into Anaheim and I thought I was going to win it at one point, but I think I thought about that too much while I was leading it. <laughs> the, uh, it got to me and ended up fourth. But I just think, uh, you know, I'm, I mean, I've been a privateer, but what teams like to see is someone that doesn't give up. And, you know, I still believe that I can be one of the top, you know, one of the top guys in, in the sport. And, you know, I work hard to be there. So I think, you know, I've seen that. And obviously the writers got injured, but, you know, I'm just, I'm putting my everything I can into it, and that's all you can do at the end of the day, you know? For sure. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of... If there, I I think your fan base has grown this year a bunch, and it and I think it has. There's a story there, you know. You're 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 you're, I wouldn't say struggling, but you're building something. Everybody wants to root for an underdog, and then when you come out and you and you nearly win races, that's a story, and that's you know that's it's pretty awesome. Uh, this weekend is yeah. Daytona. Mm-hmm. You um, are you looking forward to it? It's it's kind of a pseudo home yeah. race for you since you're living down there, right? 
Right. Yeah, I can't wait for. I mean, it's kind of. I mean, it's it's a bit of a hybrid track. Obviously, it's a kind of outdoorsy, and I always ride really well at Daytona, so I'm looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, just uh, we, you know, during the week we have like Daytona, kind of like a Daytona track we ride. So it's pretty fun. I obviously love the outdoors, and I love Supercross, so it's like the best combo of both. And it's definitely, uh, I would say, a man's track. So hopefully, the you know, as a as a man this weekend. <laughs> well, an old man won it last year, so um, our buddy yeah. Justin Brighton. So, uh, hey, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Daytona. I'm going to fly out and watch it. It's it's always fun to watch Daytona. I I think are they calling for rain or is it looking okay? I hope not. Um, I, I didn't get to ride today because of the rain. And Florida is so hit or mess with the rain. So mm-hmm. hopefully it holds off. But uh, I mean, whatever conditions we have, we'll just have to go with it. So. But, no, Daytona is always just such a cool race because it's bike week and it's obviously at the NASCAR track and or Daytona Speedway. So it's just a super cool event. And, yeah, I just, I just uh, really enjoy this race. All right, Dean, we'll let you get and back to dinner. To my, and I get to sleep in my own bed. So it's just cool. <laughs> right. Well, congratulations on your success, and we'll let you get back to dinner, okay? All right. Well, thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate the call. Who do you want to thank? Anybody before we let you go? Oh, yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot of people I want to thank. I want to thank uh, probably my, my family, my girlfriend. Uh, they were the ones that really stuck behind me at the beginning of the season. that brought me to this point. So those are a big help to me. Um, obviously, the Rockstar Husky team and Ignite, EGL, O'Neill, um, Alpine Stars, 100%. The list goes on, but, you know, my family and my girlfriend are really the backbone and uh, when I had nothing during the offseason, they were there. So those are the main people for sure. And Sam, and, and uh, Big Sam, who no one really knows, but Big Sam is a huge help. And that's our show for today. Let's thank our guests, Zach Osborne, Ben Kelly, Austin Forkner, Carlin Gardner, Jared Meese, and Justin Brighton. Join us next week as we broadcast another show of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Have a good week, everybody. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, 
Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast.